All right. Uh, so we are back at the top of the order, which means we move on to the next phase, uh, which is flashbacks. Something reminds your character of a moment from their past. The goal for these scenes should be to answer two questions. Why does this moment define you so much? And how was your unrequited need unable to be met in your life before now? And why do you still cling to it? During these scenes, you cannot resolve any needs, nor do you take or remove stress, and your bonds may not change. The scene may take, a, take place as recently or as distant in the past as the lead desires. The invited players may play their own characters or characters from the lead's old life, depending on their comfort level, the scene setting, and what the lead wants to accomplish. So, Adrian. <sighs> oh, and you have six minutes per scene here. I have been thinking about this one, and I'm having a difficult time figuring out, like, what to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want us to come back to you? Yeah, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, we should actually be starting with Ariel anyway, uh, just so that the same person isn't starting and ending each time. Uh, so, Ariel. All right. Y'all fucking ready for this? Yeah. Oh, boy. Bum, 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 bum. All right. I've been thinking about this ever since I heard about the flashback mechanic, and it was very immediate. It was instantly apparent to me what this scene was. This is a couple of years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Ariel's like 18 Mm -hmm. or so. This is. Uh, about a month after her brother started traveling Mm -hmm. and left her kind of living by herself. Okay. In Boston. Um, and I think, I think what kind of reminded her of this is that, like, while everything is kind of getting set up, she, like, steps into the bathroom for a second because she needs to, like wash her hands and all that stuff, and she ends up just, like, kind of standing there and, like, taking a second to herself. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is the first Hanukkah after her brother started traveling. So it's the first holiday she's ever spent by herself. Mm. And the, uh, the memory is, it's, like, three o'clock in the morning, and she's, like, just having a bad time mm-hmm. and she ends up just calling him um mm-hmm. because it's not like she has anybody else to talk to mm-hmm. uh she doesn't really have friends mm-hmm. does mal have a nickname for ariel um I think he sometimes calls her Ari, Mm -hmm. but I think they do, like, they, because they were, like, inseparable for most of their lives, and they, like, they were, like, normal siblings, they, like, call each other, like, kind of mean things Mm -hmm. (laughs) for 
and they still call each other like kind of mean things for a while mm-hmm. um after he leaves and it's not until like later that they start like doing the like thing that all writers think siblings do <laughs> which is rich coming from someone who's an only child but you know i I, my best relationship with my mom is when I'm not living at home, so, like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of feel it. Um, but I think he might, he might call her Ari. I leave up to you what else he would call her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, I think that the phone rings a few times, um... Enough times that maybe you think it's going to go to voicemail. Um, uh, But then he picks up. uh, And he says, hey, Nugget, what's up? Don't fucking call me that, asshole. (laughs) What else am I supposed to call my baby sister? Shut up. Um, I think I finally settled. I think he is a good six or seven years older than her. Mm -hmm. Um, so, it really is, like, (laughs) she really is, like, still a baby to him. Mm -hmm. Um, even though she's way tougher than he is. (laughs) (laughs) I love him, but he is the one who cried when she squished the spider. (laughs) But, yes, so she's kind of, like, she's kind of, like... (sighs) I don't even know why I called you now. Okay. No, don't be like that. What's up? I just miss you. This is dumb. I told you why I had to go. I... No, I know, and I'm not, like... It's hard. I know that you have to... I know that you have to go, and I have to stay here because I have to, you know, keep doing this kickboxing thing and then maybe go back to school. I don't even know yet, but... It's fucking Hanukkah! And I... I've never had to... I Okay, don't give me the you-know-how-to-do-everything, because I know how to do everything, but I've never had to do it by myself. And I don't want to do it by myself. I want you to be here with me. Ari. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I can't be there. It's it's okay. I just I'm I'm sorry cuz it's 3 in the morning and I know that you don't need this It's three in the morning for me, which is, like, what, ten for you? Yeah, more or less. And I don't, I, I, I don't want to be like this, but... It's just hard. Hey. You don't need to say sorry for calling me. I... I, I don't want you to ever feel like you can't call me. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) 
Thanks for picking up the phone. Yeah. Has that helped? <laughs> Listen, if I ever don't pick up the phone, I give you permission to kick my ass. I know you can. <laughs> All right. You know I'm going to take that. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, I'll be gentle. <laughs> I don't know. Some people tell me I'm an ass. Maybe I deserve it. No. No, you never do. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> you remember that the next time I get on your nerves. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> don't worry, I'll, uh... I'll give it back. As soon as... Soon as you're here next. Hmm. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> um You think you'll be able to make it for 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 Parham? I don't know that we hear his answer before the memory cuts. Mm. <sighs> All right. Uh, who or what pulls you out of your memory? Um, <laughs> I think... Dante just, like, bangs on the wall outside the bathroom, and he's like, Ariel, you're holding us up. I want to eat. <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> bro, we're so fucking hungry. You can start without me. Oh, my God. I'll be right there. Oh, right, because I'm, because, because I'm supposed to believe that that's true after everything that's happened today. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Ariel, like, slams the door open and is like, I'm coming. Mm. Jesus, who is not even a man, I believe, was a fucking whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Are you relieved, resentful, or something else entirely? To be pulled out of the memory? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, well, since this is pre-last incident... Um, I do think I actually am a little bit relieved about mm -hmm. it. Um, but I'm also a little bit, like, like, it hurts a little bit also because I, like, I wanted to invite him, mm -hmm. but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, because it wasn't safe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really wanted to introduce my friends to my brother and my brother to my friends, but it's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, just in case... You know, something's happened. Um, I can't have too many people knowing where we live. Mm -hmm. And so I am, like, I'm a little bit relieved to kind of be tugged out of that back into the normality of this party and not being, not spending the whole time thinking mm -hmm. about the fact that Mal can't be here with me. Yeah. Uh, now, I think this applies, but I'll... Take your argument if you think no. If someone is talking when the timer goes off. Uh, something about your dish isn't what you wanted it to be. What was it and how? Um, 
it's it's isn't what I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, mm. because I think that they still taste good. Mm. But they hurt. Mm. They didn't bring the they they didn't bring the comfort that I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And part of that is getting lost in that memory a little bit, and part of that is just the whole situation. Like I can't pull myself away from that just feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, um and I still eat them and everyone still eats them and everyone likes them, but I am they didn't do what I wanted them to do for me. Mm-hmm. Which feels really weird, <laughs> but is like like I I I am trying to remind myself that I am allowed to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of uh no, I wanted these to make me feel better and they didn't and I'm allowed to be upset about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now we're going to go from that to Benny. <laughs> hey Benny. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Benny's about to end all of our careers <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. So this is about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny has just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family is getting ready to gather for St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And Emmeline calls Benny to come over early because she wants to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wants to, this is where she gives him the official talk of making him part of the family business and is going to be bracing him that he has to counter Constance's coolness with his own coolness, but while not showing that he cares, he has to look ruthless, but actually still care. Mm. Okay. Uh, So, if you don't mind, set the scene. Uh, The scene is at the rambling family house um, Emmeline has a study with her desk and a bunch of books, and it's got, you know, the sliding pocket doors mm-hmm. uh, that separate it off from the rest of the house. Um, big comfy chairs. Um, and the uh, proverbial, you know, globe with the uh, liquor cabinet hidden inside. <laughs> Good. Uh, so she looks up when you come in. Um, and gives a small smile. Um, Benny, thank you for coming. Hey, old lady, you wanted to chat? Yeah. And flops into the, into one of the wingbacks. <laughs> Do you want a drink? Uh, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> remember, he's just, remember, he's just turned 18 at this point, uh-huh. so he's a little dubious about the drinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think she um she uh digs into the the liquor stash and pours herself a couple of fingers of of whiskey or what have you and then pours a significantly less amount for Benny. <laughs> um and and hands him the glass. Um and uh she kind of leans against the desk um so she's not so it's not between her and him. 
Um, and she says, uh, so I wanted to talk to you about the business. Okay. Everything going all right? Yeah. Uh, now, you know that, that this business has been kind of, kind of my life's work here. Um, and your, your dad has done a good job of helping carry that torch. Uh, but now you're old enough, I think we can talk about bringing you into the fold, too. I thought Constance was going to be the one to take over for our generation. Uh, she kind of um, uh, tilts her head back and forth a little bit. Uh, yes, but here's the thing about your sister, Benny. She is brilliant, and I don't think... I don't think that the company will be in bad hands with her. But also, she's not the best at people. You know this. She, she's colder. She, it's all more cut and dry for her. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we need to keep the business running, isn't it? Benny... How long have you been working on the boats now? Since I was 12. Uh-huh. Unless, you know, someone from child services asks. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 touches, she touches the side of her nose. Um, good boy, Benny. Uh, now, you know that those folks out there work real hard to keep this business running. A cut-and-dry kind of approach isn't going to keep them doing that. People are the heart of this business, Benny. Can't do what we do without them. Well, yeah, I mean, it's how this works. Uh-huh. So what am I supposed to do about this? I want you to step up for our our finances. We'll, we'll make you CFO. And I think with your influence tempering hers, you can grow this business beyond what it even is already. She's not going to listen to me. She already thinks I'm a bleeding heart. <laughs> no. And I think she she kind of steps forward and um, kind of cups your jaw with one of her hands. Um, and she says, you are a bleeding heart, Benny. And I love that about you. I wouldn't have you any other way. But you're right. Your sister won't listen to you. So what I'm going to need you to do is to hide it. 
he breaks eye contact with her after just a split second. I'm going to have to fire people. Yes, you will. And you won't be able to show Constance that you care about that. You're asking me to destroy lives just to keep everyone else going. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a few pieces to win the game, Benny. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck all the way off. Benny stares into this whiskey for a minute and then shoots the whole thing back. That's what I've got to do. That's what I've got to do. Mm-hmm. And that scene. Who or what pulls you out of your memory? Um, Ariel leans out the door and says something along the lines of, all right, everybody else has got their stuff on the table. Go ahead and bring yours in. Hmm. Mm. Are you relieved, resentful, or something else entirely? Relieved. Hmm. What about your dish isn't what you wanted it to be? Benny doesn't measure anything. He cooks by eyesight and feel. And he had, uh, before going into the reverie, he had... uh, Tasted the uh, not butter, butter chicken, um, <laughs> and decided that it wasn't quite spicy enough and had been adding oh, some no. cayenne. <laughs> and the dash became a glomp. <laughs> oh, buddy. So, so it's a lot more fiery than you had really planned it. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you made it so that everyone could eat it, and then you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's still the gumbo. The gumbo's fine. Okay. <laughs> I think, I do think that Ariel will be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, Kel too, because Kel likes super spicy food. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, Judas sweating after. I've never had a spicy butter. <laughs> go on, go oh, on. Sorry, yeah. Judas sweating after one bite. <laughs> Ariel, Ariel and Kel <laughs> eating food like white people. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Dante. Okay, so who would like to, I have been thinking about, I'm like, what is, because I know what I want this scene to do, mm-hmm. but I need, uh, I've been trying to think of the logistics of it significantly. So who would like to, pl- who would like to be like a level three uh, service technician working for Delta Airlines? <laughs> oh Delta, my God. Where life's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> So you're the back end person who basically you're the you're the person who the other customer service techs call when they need something extra that they're not they're not um, qualified to do. I have tier three support experience. So (laughs) yeah, I guess I can provide some natural flavor of realism here. The thing I find hilarious is there's never really a tier two. There's always tier one customer support or tier three customer support. Yeah. Tier two is just a useless position. 
Yeah, um, tier two is just like a pass through. They get to take it, put their initials on it, and then put it in tier three queue. Mm-hmm. Dante would know better. I like so- that. I like that. Like Richard and I are going for the fucking like the fucking throat. And <laughs> Brian's like, all right. Who wants to play a tier three support tech? I'm not. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You're underestimating Brian. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm just like the start is like. Yeah. This is a few years ago. This is like before De- Dante moves off to MIT. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, you tier three support position. Your your phone rings like ring 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 Delta phone. <laughs> Thank you for calling Delta support. My name is Blank. How can I assist you? You're not supposed uh, to blank. Yeah. <laughs> Anterior blank. Oh my hi, there, God. hi there, blank. Uh, this is this is Mike. I'm here at the check-in desk. My uh, authorization number is five nine six three seven one seven nine. I have a customer here who is standing at, at the desk. We're having some issues getting them onto their flight. They've missed a flight, uh, th- uh, and we're trying to see if we can't get them into something a little bit sooner. Uh, I know that there are a couple of other flights that are moving out soon, uh, but we would have to upgrade them, and I don't really have the authorization to do that. I was wondering if you could help me. Well, where's where's the flight going to? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. He is currently in Anchorage. Clickety clackety, clickety clackety <laughs> of the keyboard. Mm-hmm. All right, I see. the The best I can do is a two a.m. flight out to um, a smaller airport, followed by a connection three hours later. Um, and all I see here is coach. So I can, I, I have the clearance to put him on those flights. No problem. If you don't, uh, have the ability to do so. Okay. So (coughs) leans into the phone a little bit. So I'm trying to help this guy out. He's one of our, he's one of our trip, uh, one of our trip customers. He's got quite a bit of incentive points up. He's a very good customer of ours. Uh, guy's just trying to get home, uh, trying to get home. He's had like kind of a long time. I'm just trying to do him solid. And I know I'm looking at the itinerary right now. I know I've got a first, first class flight that leaves here in 45 minutes and that gets him home tonight today. Uh, and I would love to be able to get him in that seat. I just, I just need a little bit of juice to authorize it. Uh, what's the frequent flyer number? Uh, it is uh, 3144.75. Does that number check out? Uh, it, it pulls up the name of Michael Voigt. Okay. Um, and I'm assuming that... He has like, a lot of matches. points. He has like a lot of points. Yeah, yeah I'm assuming it matches. <laughs> he actually, so he has way more points than he should. Like if you look at his flight record, uh, yeah. he has like way more points than he should. Yeah. Okay, I I do see what you're talking about with with all of the points that he's got banked up, but I'm seeing a couple of irregularities on the account. I'm not sure I can do this for you. I think I need to to flag this uh customer here. I mean, I I work I work this terminal often. It's not uh I, like I can vouch for Mike. Like he's he's a good guy. He's just trying to get home. His kid's going off to college. Like and he got stuck on the boat real late. Uh and if he does 
frankly, if he doesn't make the flight, he's not going to make it, you know? Uh, and he just, he wants to see his kid before he goes off. And I'm just trying to do this solid for him because he's been a great customer for us. Uh, and I just need to get him on this plane. <sighs> All right. I, I see the itinerary you're talking about. Um, I'll go ahead and get him booked, but seriously, something's weird with his account. I'm going to flag it once, uh, once he gets home. Okay. Uh, can I get your number so I can, so I can notate it, please? Yeah. And blank gives the number like the, the ID number or whatever serial number that Mm -hmm. customer service (laughs) And tech support has. All right. I really appreciate you doing this solid for me. Don't mention it. Seriously, don't. <laughs> Consider my lips sealed. Okay. That's scene. Mm-hmm. All right. You ended before time ran out. So <laughs> what pulls you out of the memory? Um, I think it's Jude, like, sitting on the couch. This is Dante, like, idly programming that emulator earlier. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Are you relieved, resentful, or something else entirely? I pro- probably something else entirely. Like, uh... I think Dante just kind of got lost in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's been sitting, like he, like I said, he was just sitting there for a while. Like, he showed up early in the morning. He got all the light, helped put up all the lights. And then Ariel uh, physically removed him from the kitchen, most likely. Uh, <laughs> and so he just started piddling and then just... Very, very <coughs> gentle shove. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was just, like, real lost in the moment. Uh, thinking about that time that he... he he socially engineered Delta Airlines to get his dad home. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nice. <laughs> what what we didn't see is the three hours of Dante calling, calling various services, <laughs> getting bits and pieces of enough, like other people's information to be able to <laughs> accurately pretend to be a, a member of Delta Airlines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Good. Good. All right, Jude. Um, I think this flashback is Max and Jude as seniors in high school, mm-hmm. um, filling out college applications. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jude like questioning the uh, whether or not he actually is comfortable with going that far away and leaving for college um, and whether he's comfortable with his brother doing that without him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the scene. And okay. uh, I think it's like several hours into the night. Uh, they've been working a long time. And Jude at one point just like lifts his head up like, what if I just don't apply? Uh, I think Max stops writing 
whatever he's been writing and is quiet for a minute and then looks up at Jude and raises an eyebrow. What do you mean if you just don't apply? I mean, like, what if I don't go to college? What if we don't go to college? What if we do something different? Jude, we, we, we have to go to college. Is there a that, law? No, but you, you, listen, the whole point of getting good grades in high school is so that you can get into a good college and go to college and get your degree and then you can get a job. Like, that's, that's how it works. You've always been the boring one. I think Max throws his pen at you. (laughs) Oh my god. Rude. (laughs) I'm joking, but we don't have to do what the family does. You don't have to go. I don't have to go. We can stay here. And do what? I mean, whatever we want. And you think mom and dad are going to be just fine with us? sitting on our thumbs doing whatever we want and he uses like scare quotes um absolutely not but do you think they were fine when i started painting my nails black <laughs> i think uh i think max gets a different pen from whatever holder he's got i'm like, i imagine i'm imagining a cup on a desktop that has 50 pens in it Mm-hmm. Um, he grabs another pen and keeps filling out the application he was writing on. Um, like, Jude, don't joke about that. Come on. What if I'm not joking? What if I don't want to go? I don't know what I want to do with my life. Do I have to know? I mean, you've always you always said you wanted to go into marine biology. Well, we're in Boston. The best place to learn. Uh I don't think that's how that works. The aquarium has internships. <laughs> it does. Look, back in 2003, I don't think you actually needed a degree to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Max sighs and puts down the pen again. You know what? Fine. You know, maybe maybe that's fine for you, Jude, and you can go and work at the aquarium as, like, a janitor or something while you learn about fish. But I don't have that option. Jude looks very hurt. Uh, and, like, slumps out of his chair and probably onto the floor, like pulls his knees up to his chest. Like, I've already thought about it and I don't really want to go, but I don't want you to go either. We haven't been apart. So now you're making this choice for both of us? I guess that's not fair. He puts the application aside and slumps down onto the floor, too. Um, So, like, your knees are touching. Um, Jude, 
I, you've always been the one who has flaunted everything that mom and dad have set out for us. You know, you've always been the brave one. I'm not brave. I, I don't know how to do anything other than this. It takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing, though. <laughs> and I just don't think I've got that courage. And I don't want to lose you, but you're right that I can't keep you here. Max uh, reaches out and grabs hold of your hands. Listen, it's a four-year program. I'll... It's, it's not that far. It, it's still in the state, and and I can come home on fall break and for holidays, and I'll be home in the summer. Uh, Jude says, yeah, like, that sounds great. Uh, with, like, a look that probably Maxwell would know, like, means, like, that's going to make you leaving again even harder. Mm. But in that way, he's like, he's still excited about the little bit of time they will have together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't change that much. <clears throat> All right. What, who or what pulls you out of your memory? Um, I think this is during dinner and mm-hmm. uh, Jude is like, had zoned out and is like shuffling things around on his plate and uh, Max elbows him. Mm. And is like, uh, you look like you're somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Are you relieved, resentful or something else entirely? I think I'm something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't necessarily a pleasant memory to have, but it was, like, one of their last times together before Max went off and got all yurked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, nostalgic with a mix of, like, like, oh, uh, like, now we don't, like, this isn't even an argument we get to have anymore. Everything's different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is something about your dish that isn't what you wanted it to be? Uh, it's bland. All the additional flavors that were in there with the (laughs) green bean juice, uh, it just sapped all the flavor from the dish. Mm -hmm. And ladling it out and getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Killed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy. Okay. Uh, Kel. It's your turn. Alrighty. So, this, I think, is maybe a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, important question. How long's the sharing been going? Uh, not terribly long. I think 
before I said maybe a year-ish. Um, cool. Yeah, because the invasion's only been going cool. on for like a year-ish. All right. invasion proper. So this is a, a little, yeah, this is a little bit more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is Cal dealing with their first major flare-up mm. uh, with their EDS. And I think it's Eloise there, and it's the apartment that we saw in that when the, everyone went mm-hmm. over and Doritos were exchanged. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Fuck, I want Doritos now. <laughs> finger guns. Um, but, like, this is, like, Kel is, like, just, like, clothed, like, in, like, a tank top and boxes or whatever. Mm-hmm is just struggling to get out of a very cold shower trying to bring a fever down. Mm. So uh, Now, remind me, uh, Kel and Eloise used to be close, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't, like, best friends, but they got on well, mm-hmm. and well enough. Like, Eloise knew about all of uh, Kel's uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, by stuff, I mean, like autism and the EDS and everything and sort of was aware enough because finding a roommate was pretty hard but Kel was advised not to live alone mm-hmm. um, so but like genuinely sort of a nice person like human wants to be human rights lawyer kind of mm-hmm. vibe and just a, yeah okay no, but I think they were ever chummy chummy but they definitely got mm-hmm. on okay so just sort of I don't know, I, I feel like the shower shuts off and Kelly's just sort of like heavily breathing, trying to will the energy to now get out of the bathroom again. Mm-hmm. So like white knuckling the sink. Mm-hmm. Um, is the door to the bathroom open? Uh, it's not open, but it isn't locked. Okay. Uh, there is a knock at the bathroom door. Kel, are you... Alive in there? I hurt too much to be dead. That's fair. Do you need help? I guess so. Okay. Uh, and they crack open the door of the bathroom slowly uh, so that Kel has plenty of time to renege uh, if they desire. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And... They kind of walk over, uh, or she, right? Um, she mm-hmm. walks over and uh, kind of does that hand hover thing. Like, I don't know where to touch mm-hmm. this person um, or if to touch mm-hmm. this person. Um, I think Kel just, like, sort of braces one hand on, like, her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Reaching up to do so because Kel is a tiny mm-hmm. person. Um, just like, can you just help me back to my room? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, do you, do you have a towel? Do you need to, you can't go into your bed wet like this. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're, that's smart. You're smart. Uh, can you, can you, can you sit? Yeah, okay. Just sort of like sits down very slowly, mm-hmm. like like on the probably like on the loose seat when mm-hmm. put down because I imagine it's a shower cubicle, not like an over the tub mm-hmm. shower. Because um, getting in and out of that's not happening. Yeah. And I think Eloise pulls a towel off of the rack um, 
and starts like very gingerly patting Kel dry, um, mm-hmm. and and trying to get as much of the moisture out of their clothes as she can. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the wet clothes off it's just, and sort of like tries to start squeezing some of the moisture out of her. Their hair is shorter, but still equally badly dyed mm-hmm. through the front streak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so orange, let's say, at that point. <laughs> I just... I hate this. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I mean... I've... I've you, you get the sense that she was just about to say, I knew what I was getting into, uh, but she stops herself. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I'm hap- ha ha ha. Uh, I'm happy to help. Thanks. I think I don't know how much more there is to mm-hmm. this because I like that. That's sort of, and it's like just the wrapping up of it is just like, and it gets dry enough to head back to her room and like uh, to her their room. Sorry, and take some painkillers. Mm-hmm. The probably and like Eloise gets water mm-hmm. for them, and it's just them, sort of like trying to settle back down. Having they got managed to get mostly changed while Eloise was getting the mm-hmm. water, it's just like I'm just gonna try and sleep. I think if I can. Yeah. Uh, I'll be. Ju- I'll be in the. I'll stay sit up in the living room for a while if you if you need anything. You, you don't have to do no, that. No, it's, it's I want it. It's fine. Um, I, there's a show I want to watch anyway. I DVR'd it. Okay. Sure. I think that is that is where it mm-hmm. ends. Okay. All right. Uh, who or what pulls you out of your memory? Hmm. I think it's a knock on their bedroom door because um, they stepped mm-hmm. in to uh, take some, probably take some painkillers. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Who is it? Because Ariel was in the bathroom mm-hmm. doing her own thing. Hmm. Who's funny? Dante again saying this. Maybe it's Jute. <laughs> I could, well, that is very good. I was going to say that or uh, Jude. I like the thought. Because, like, Ariel's, uh, no, Kel's room is right next to the couch. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just, I like the thought of the golden boy knocking on the door. <laughs> good. Okay. So. Adrian. Do I need to do the relieved and all that? Oh, yes. Stuff Are you first? relieved, resentful, or something else entirely? Relieved. Mm-hmm. It's not a fun thing for them to think about mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Loki out. Oh no. Oh, I'm buddy, so sorry. no. <laughs> Get down, mister. I'm going to step on the stop button while you're recording. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Happened during a follow the leader recording the other week. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Stop it. Adrian. Yes. So, um, I think that this memory is, uh, taking place at the, uh, airport, uh, where Adrian is getting ready to fly to Boston, uh, right before starting school this semester. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's got like a backpack and he's uh, standing there with uh, his parents. Um, and I think this isn't, it's just very brief, but he keeps playing it over and over in his head. Like he's like, you know, love you mom and goes in to hug her. And uh, she's like, you know, your father and I will miss you. And uh, he looks over at his dad who doesn't say anything, mm. just kind of like reaches out to shake his hand. Um, and it's just like, you'll do great. Mm -hmm. But uh, after that, um, they just kind of like shuffle him into the uh, line to get through security. Mm -hmm. And he just thinks about, like, how he's pretty sure his mom will miss him, but he's not convinced his dad will. Mm. Like, there's part of him that thinks his dad is just going to convert his room into, like, a man cave kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So. Okay. Uh, what pulls you out of your memory? Um, I kind of want it to be something that happens with either Dante or Benny. I feel like that would be the most funny. Mm. Um, I like how we're all going for humor here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe, actually, maybe like, um... Ariel, uh, Ariel's like, hey, we need a hand because, um, like, there's so much stuff that uh, Benny needs to get in um, from, you know, getting all of the stuff prepared. So everything needs to get uh, brought inside once the food's done. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's that. And so he just, like, kind of uh, gets up off the couch uh, where he'd been spacing out and goes over to help. Okay. Uh, uh, is he relieved, resentful, or something else entirely? Uh, he's relieved. This is something, you know, something domestic to fo focus on, so. Okay. All right. Now we move on from flashback phase into the assessment phase. You're going to replace any resolved needs that you have until you have uh, replaced, until you have three uh, totally um, unmet needs. Uh, and you're going to fill in your unrequited need now as well. Um, and then we will talk about how the dinner itself goes. <laughs> 